0: Welcome to the Humanity Matters Podcast, where we discuss and reflect on faith and philosophy, leadership, and social issues. We want to engage in ideas and what it means to be a free human being in the pursuit of human flourishing. For more information, please visit our website, philipfletcher.org, and now, the Humanity Matters Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sunday edition of the Humanity Matters Show. I am your host, Dr. Philip Fletcher, where we discuss faith and philosophy, leadership, and social issues. We want to engage with ideas on what it means to be a human being, but not only just a human being, a free human being who is to flourish in this society. So thank you for uh, joining me tonight, either live live, here on the stream over on Facebook, YouTube, or you can catch the audio as well at the Humanity Matters show. We put that up. So every Monday and Wednesday, Humanity Matters episodes release. So jump on over to Anchor, Google, Spotify, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast content and subscribe, give me a review, all that good stuff. It goes a long way. So you can connect with me on any of the social media outlets, whether that's Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube. Obviously, go over there and subscribe, please. I greatly appreciate it. And you can go over to the World Wide Web, philipfletcher.org. That's Philip with two L's. And when you get there, please give me your name and your email, and you'll get a cool reflection that goes out every Sunday. The one that went out today, we're talking about individual growth and maturation and all of that good stuff. So. Go over there to the website, philipfletcher.org, put your name in, you get a weekly email. You get no spam or anything like that. I'll send you one email a week and that's it. And connect, it will be great. Hey, if you want to connect with me over on Patreon, where I release some stuff that you will not see on Facebook or YouTube or anything like that, please go over there and connect and for as little as $5, you can get access to all types of content right now going out I'm doing a series on ethics and moral theory and talking about a host of different things so if you want to connect with that that would be awesome as well so got a few things we want to talk about tonight obviously got conflict another conflict it's, it's not like there ain't conflict going on between nations already but we got conflict going on in Uh, Eastern Europe, between Russia and Ukraine, right? Got this whole NATO thing going on. United States has been imposing sanctions on uh, Russia. So we'll dig into that a little bit. We're going to talk about alcohol in Arkansas. All right, talk about that. But first, before we get to it, we're going to get to the Conway uh, City News. And uh, first up... I want to recognize and applaud my uh, friend, uh, Jack Bell, and he announced his retirement from the city. After 41 years of service, Jack Bell is retiring. So got to give a big shout out to Jack Bell. And this comes from Alex Kinnelin, uh the Van Buren County Democrat. And he says this, and he writes, nobody's willing to call it the end close quote sure conway airport manager jack bell is retired effective friday and sure bell has been working for conway in some capacity since 1981 wow so you would think at some point someone would allow bell to well get away put his feet up call it quits but no nobody's willing to do that not even bell bell says i got some stuff coming up going on Bell said, anticipating at least ramping up his engagement with Faulkner County Solid Waste what up until now has been a side project. So Bell began serving in 1981 in the city council. At the time, he was employed as a school psychologist and the tradition of citizen service would attend to city business as an after work thing. This went on for 23 and a half years, a few years off in there, as he put it. Then retirement from school after 31 years in 2008. Then Conway Mayor, Tab Townsville, at that time needed a chief of staff. Service to Conway continued. All right. So congratulations to Jack Bell. Great service, sir. Glad to know you. uh, Whatever your future endeavors are, starting tomorrow, Monday. All right. Uh, Much love to you. Blessings to you. May God continue to shine his face on you and grant you peace as it says in numbers so jack bell all right retired after 41 years of city service all right next what else we got going on and i'm coming from the news the cabin.net if you don't get the news right trying to focus on some local news of what's going on hey congratulations to renewal ranch my peers got a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar grant for their ministry that they do congratulations to you all right Bancore South was helping with that. 42-unit residential facility for men recovering from drug addiction. Renewal Ranch does great work. Dr. Pillow out there, I applaud you, sir, and your vision for that. Continue to help those men who are out there and all the great things that you do with your staff and your board and your team out at Renewal Ranch. Keep it rocking. Keep it rocking. All right. We got some political news, right? This past Tuesday, people went down to the capitals, Capitol, Little Rock, and started filing to run for office and all that kind of good stuff. So, hey, David Barber, I know David. All right. He is running for the newly drawn Senate District 17. And this comes from the David Barber campaign. And this press release says David Barber, Conway Information Technology Specialist, Economist, an educator announced his Democratic candidacy. All right. So he's running on a Democratic ticket for Arkansas State Senate District 17. The newly redrawn State Senate District map overlays the city of Conway, the city of Mayflower, and surrounding areas. All right. All right. David is, uh, Mr. Barber is quoted as saying, I'm running because we all care about education. We all want to feel safe. We all want our voice to be heard. And we all want a better Arkansas. No disagreement there. Barber said, he continues on, Conway and Mayflower are places where young Arkansans of all stripes land to figure out their future. Young people come here to dream, to grow, and to be built up. We are Arkansas's technology and education hub, but too often our leaders vote to throw up barriers between young people and their dreams. Okay. All right. Barber uh, 46, currently works for Laura Hamlin CPA from 2016 to 2019. He taught business and economics at Hendrix College and Pulaski Tech. All right. Then he worked at AETN. Uh, he says, I was born into extreme poverty and when I turned 10, entered a foster care system. Oh, wow. All right. Caring family that I'm so proud of, believed in me and adopted me. Barbara continues to say, and I would work hard throughout high school and college to achieve my dreams, but I simply wouldn't have made it without supportive people who believed in me. All right. So he goes on to say, uh, let's see here. I want Arkansas's policymakers to prioritize every single family in District 17. Okay. Good political language. All right. To me. That means working hard in the state legislature for greater investments in our schools and universities so that every young person in our state can dream big and then get to work on their dream right here in our district. And it means increasing quality of life in the area, creating cultural centers, arts corridors, new food and music scenes, so that Conway and Mayflower can attract new quality jobs and young families, close quote. All right, so, David Barber, Democratic, Uh, He's running on the Democratic side for the newly redrawn Senate District uh, 17, all right? So check him out. Congratulations, David, on announcing your candidacy. Good luck to you. So that's the news coming from Conway, all right? Again, I live in the city of Conway, all that. Hey, if you got a question, comment, anything like that, we're on youtube we're on facebook hey put it in the comment section comment section and i will interact with it so yeah again if you want to connect with social media and anything like that check me out all that kind of good stuff you can connect and we'll have a good old funky time all right so we're gonna work our way up to the whole ukraine thing right because wow Wow. So I was in Costco today. Right. I was in Costco today. All right. Thank you, Rick. Appreciate it very much. I was in Costco today. Now, Costco, Sam's competitors. So it's down in Little Rock with Nicole. She wanted to go down to Costco. She got a membership, all that kind of good stuff, because they have organic foods. Apparently, Sam's don't. Maybe one day Sam's will. All right. Anyway, so it's down there. And I was walking through and I decided and was walking towards the frozen section. It's kind of interesting. Costco and Sam's are pretty much laid out the same. But anyways. But I forgot I was in Little Rock and I was walking by and I was like, oh, wine. Right? I was like, okay. But then it was kind of like roped off and they had this like sign up that said no beer or wine is sold on Sunday. And I was like, dang, I forgot. It's Sunday, but I'm in Arkansas, and they don't sell alcohol on Sundays, all right? So, I know there's a statute out about it. Uh, It's Arkansas Statute 3-3-201, right? On my Facebook, I put, like, hashtag repeal it, right? But I'll get there. So, and I was like, again... I was like, why does this law exist? Now, apparently, restaurants can sell the alcohol on Sundays, all right, but you the private individual can't buy it on Sundays for your own. You gotta get it on a Saturday or you gotta get it on a Monday so you can drink it on a Sunday, even though you can't buy it on a Sunday. So you can't buy it on a Sunday to drink it, but you can buy it on a Saturday or a Monday or throughout the week to drink it on Sunday, right? Sounds like some kind of compromise, probably, that happened back in the day. Anyways, so I was there, and I was talking to this other, this elderly couple, and they was like, what? And and they was like, where are you from? And I said, California, right? But I didn't live in California in 15 years, but it was kind of funny to tell people in the South, like, you're from California, because they're like, oh, my gosh, don't bring that left-leaning stuff here, right? Anyways, so it has got me to thinking Like, what's up, Arkansas? Because think about this. So you've got we've got wet counties and dry counties, right? I live in Faulkner County. So if I go over to Pulaski County, which I can just it's like a five-minute hop to the county line, right? From where I live, a 10-minute hop, right? I can go get alcohol at the liquor stores right there, right? Or I could go like towards Moralton and get alcohol there, but I can't get the alcohol here in my own city. But you want to put me on the road to drive one of two different directions to go get alcohol. Okay. Got it. So Faulkner County is a dry County, right? But you can get medical, medical, medical marijuana in this County because we got a marijuana dispensary in this county. So you can't get your alcohol, but you can get your stuff, right? If you got that medical card. All right, so. I, I need y'all to think, like, hey, if you live in Arkansas, I need you to think about that for a second. Do you understand that weed, which is a naturally occurring substance, right, can be legally used and pur- purchased and used here in Faulkner County, right, and wherever else is a dispensary, whether it's a wet or a dry county. But you, the, the access to alcohol that Jesus drank, changed water into wine. We'll get there in a second. Like, bro, what is up with that? so come on y'all so you can get the musty right get your stuff rolled up get your papers and all that kind of stuff roll it and all that kind of good stuff that got a that's come on y'all like what's going on really now let's get into it my christian brothers and sisters because I'm coming at this from all angles. So let me come at this from the the religious perspective. Then I'm going to come at this from the political perspective, right? So from the religious perspective, my Christian brothers and sisters, all right, I get it, right? And in fact, Christians can't even agree on the whole wine drinking thing, right? So if you go to the high church, you're going to drink some wine. I'm Catholic. You're drinking wine. You go to an Anglican church, you're drinking wine. I I, tend, I believe, and somebody can correct me, Presbyterians, I believe y'all are drinking wine. Okay, now, when you move into what would be considered the lower type churches, so my Baptists, right? So you're moving from your sprinklers to your immersers in terms of baptism, right? You're moving from your covenant types to your confessional credo type. Oh, it gets confusing. Anyways, it's all over the place. Right. But for my Baptist types, right. A lot of grape juice drinking. My white Baptist friends and my black Baptist friends, you know, you get that little, now you get that little cup that's got the wafer on top of it and you pull it, you eat the wafer, then you pull it again. And then you drink the grape juice. Right. Tastes like Welch's or some knockoff type Welch's, right? Got it. Now, here's the thing: the 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 Jewish text, so the Torah, right? The Nehemiah, the Ketuvim, right? And all them, right? The Tanakh, right? The wisdom literature, the prophets, first five books, Torah, right? Like wine is used for all types of purposes, for celebration. Wine was used for medicinal purposes. And yes, there was the acknowledgement that too much wine could get you in a bad type of way. All right. So all of that is like recognized. All right. Got some comments coming up here. Let me get here. Rick says, It's not just Arkansas. Blue laws are present in Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia. So, again, is this a Bible Belt thing? Somebody can help me out? Because, again, I grew up in Kentucky and California. Liquor stores and all that kind of stuff, 24-7, seven days a week, drive-through, all types of stuff. Heck, you could get some from a bootlegger, somebody on the corner selling the stuff. Anyways, somebody could tell me why it's called Blue Laws. That would be excellent. All right? Um, so, oh, so you come to the New Testament. Jesus comes on the scene. God comes in the flesh. I'm telling it all, right? God comes in the flesh. The word is made flesh. John chapter one, right? First miracle, right? His first miracle, his first, first miracle was turning water into wine at a wedding and in fact it was the good stuff because that's what the host of the wedding said like you kept the good stuff and there's a reason for all that and all that kind of stuff but we're not going to get into the social cultural dynamics of what was going on needless to say right jesus doesn't make another reference to wine you know you don't take new wine and put it in old wine skins because if you do it's going to bust because of the fermentation so you put new wine into new wine skins but what Jesus was talking about was not actually wine per se but he was using the wine as an illustration to communicate about his ministry and work in the new covenant world after his resurrection but anyways you move forward you're in a roman culture right rome is dominating the whole scene right there like in the background the jews israel palestine whatever you want to call it right is under the purview of rome wine not kool-aid wine not welches wine i wonder what they had Again, at the Lord's table. Because when you get to Corinthians and Paul lays out his instruction about the Lord's table and how they were conduct themselves, he was like, hey, don't make it all fat on the food and drinking. Y'all can do that at home. Because in doing that, there's none for those who show up, specifically those who are poor. So he wasn't talking about grape juice. He was still talking about wine. And that was in use at the Lord's table. Now, I'm not going to get into a back and forth about whether what is appropriate to use. Whatever church that you go to, hey, if y'all want to use wine, we'll use wine. If you want to use grape juice, use grape juice, whatever, right? Now, so you have believers and denominations, right, who have these particular ways of living out their faith, Right? Now, you have some who have found ways, the particular way they are practicing their view of Christianity has somehow made it into the legislative process. All right. So Rick is going to help us out here. Rick defines blue laws. Thank you, Rick. Blue laws equals Sunday laws. These originated in colonial times to identify things that were not to be done on Sundays. Okay. Why Sundays? Why Sundays? Because Sunday for Christians is considered the Sabbath, right? For Jews, it was Saturday, Sun. excuse me, Friday, sundown to Saturday, sundown, Sabbath. Sunday was for the Christians because that was the first day of the week in which Jesus rose. Okay going on uh rick goes on to say these laws were in place in the north and south in those days well shoot something brought the north and south together but anyways but they have been retained in the south over the 400 plus years that the colonies have been established and organized under a rule of law all right all right thank you rick Uh, nate luke says blue laws refer just refers to any law that's specific to a certain day in 1617 virginia Law was made requiring people to attend church. All righty. So either way, it was a specific day. That specific day, you know, Nate and Luke are supporting one another is Sunday. So here's my thing, right? So there was a particular brand of Christian expression that found its way to say, hey, you're not gonna buy no alcohol on Sundays. And if you do, it's a fine of $100. Again, you can look up the Arkansas Code. I had to review it today, so I knew what I was talking about. I say repeal that joker. In fact, I had a state senator reach out to me, and he said, Philip, there you go again. And I said, let's come on, y'all. Like, come on, right? Now, there are people who make legitimate cases, right? They make a moral case as to why this should be continuing, right? I got it. But then there are other people who can make other, if you will, moral cases as to why it's uh, it should be repealed. Okay. So... What does that mean? If you're a Christian, the kingdom of God is not going to cease. Your faith is not going to come crashing down. If alcohol is sold anywhere in the state on any day, your faith neither rises nor falls on the selling of alcohol or the selling of food. What do I mean? Your faith does not rise nor fall on whether or not there is a law against gluttony or a law that seeks to prevent uh drunkenness because that's what this is about seeking to manage people's behavior think about it one of the things i brought up as i was just thinking making absurd solutions today was, well, shoot. Well, the Arkansas State Legislature, and this is now where I'm getting into the government, the Arkansas State Legislature should pass a law that prevents the selling of food on Sundays. Follow me here. There's an argument to be made that to drink wine leads to drunkenness. Okay? But we also know that to eat Food could lead to gluttony, manifesting in uh, obesity, right? Drunkenness can lead to alcoholism. Gluttony can lead to obesity. So why shouldn't the state also intervene and prevent us from buying food on Sundays? You can still go grocery shopping on Saturdays or Mondays. But you just can't buy food on Sundays. Now, somebody may actually believe that. Now, if somebody came to their representative and said, hey, I want a bill passed that prevents people from selling food on Sunday because I wanted to prevent gluttony. Because gluttony is a sin, and it impacts our healthcare system and it causes diabetes. This is a moral thing to do. And I believe it is the place of the Arkansas state government to step in and to manage our behavior for the sake of our health. Oh wait, for the common good. Cause that's what we've heard the last two years, but I digress. And then I also said, and- as long as they're at it, the Arkansas state legislature, right? Why not also pass a law where all women have to wear head coverings? Again, I'm making an absurd argument, please. All right, follow me here. And that would bring together Muslims, for a particular brand, and Christians of a particular brand. And they can make the argument that because of the rampant sexuality, the rampant promiscuity, what you see on social media and TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat, that we need to protect our women, and they need to be modest. And their glory should not be shown. So we should get a law again managing their behavior. So we're managing the behavior of people to buy alcohol. We're going to manage the behavior of people in, in buying food, and so why not just manage the behavior of women in their appearance as well? Or, or would it be possible that the Arkansas state legislature, the House of the state reps, and the state senate? That they would look through the code and be like, you know what? We're just managing Arkansas citizens' behavior just a little too much. I think we need to repeal a lot of these laws. Now, again, for you Christians, let me circle back, cycle back around again. For you Christians that have a aversion to alcohol and believe it is sinful to partake of alcohol, I would reference you again to read Romans. I would also reference you again to read the book, the epistle of James. Can okay, i leave it at that. Secondly, this is what I say to a lot of people. Why would you seek to use the government to manage other people's behavior. What I'm not talking about is violence, right? And what I'm not talking about is theft. Let's set those two things aside. What I'm talking about is, if I'm minding my own business, doing my own thing, and I ain't never bothering you, what concern of it is yours? I'm simply asking, If I want to buy alcohol, why is it my neighbor's concern? I'm not a weed smoker. But if I partook of the green stuff, all right, what business is it of yours? If I'm smoking it in my house? I don't know. Now, your job may say something different, right? Right? You have to square that with your employer. You shouldn't go out and operate any type of machinery under the influence. Because, again, you could do harm to somebody, right, at the workplace or moving from point A to point B. But if I'm using it in my house, I'm just, why Why are you managing my behavior? All this talk we've got about criminal justice reform, all this talk we got about not locking up people and and bail reform, I guarantee you, if our state legislators and state senators would go look at a bunch of those laws and see how ridiculous they are, I think we would have, you know, I think a lot of people would come together on a lot of things. I think you Democrats and Republicans, I know the Republicans down in Little Rock got the majority. But if y'all came together and said, hey, you know what? We're going to repeal selling the, the prohibition of selling alcohol on Sundays, right? Woo! That would make some news. I think it would. It would show, what's these things we keep hearing about? Unity and crossing the aisle and working together. But what that means is, Democrats and Republicans, Y'all gonna have to like see power. Say what? Yeah, the power goes back to the people. What power are you talking about? The power for individuals to determine for themselves at the smallest level possible what it is that they want to do to their lives, right? So you get rid of that. So now you've got these wet county, dry county things. Then that discussion can be picked up again at the county level. Now, for some reason, Faulkner County, you continue to maintain be a dry county, but you got all these bars popping up. You got all these beer type places popping up? Makes me wonder. Are you working against the people? Or are you working for the people? Business owners, restaurants. Just asking. Is it to a restaurant's advantage for Conway to remain a city in which there's no liquor stores. Is it to Chili's best interest, Friday's best interest, JJ's, Bears Den, all these bars, is it in their best interest that Faulkner County remain a dry county? Hmm. I don't know. It's just something to think about. Soon as you get the government involved, somebody gets discriminated against. Remember that. As soon as you have one small special interest, want to have something to their benefit, and then they go to the government, either the local, state, or federal level, and says, Hey, we need you to put these things in. And anybody that doesn't, and anybody who does otherwise. We need you to attach a fine to it. So, by attaching a fine to it, by putting in these regulations, you push everybody else to either not do it, do a black market, or they gotta come to us. And y'all just think it happens on one side. Come on, y'all. Come on, come on. Let's think this through. Let's think this through, y'all. Like, come on, come on. Let's think this through. All right, so. Let's see some comments here before we move on to the next topic. Uh, Tara says, so it's legit just more old outdated laws that hang around the South because of tradition more than an actual reason, right? Let's see. Nate Luke, get some hand claps. All right, thank you, Nate. Tara says, yes, that's the whole thing. All right. So alcohol. All right. There that is. All right. Let me check one more place. See if I make sure I ain't got no comments or anything like that. Y'all, y'all stay with me here. All right. Stay with me. We're going to talk about next Ukraine because I got some thoughts on Ukraine. I do. I do. I got some thoughts on Ukraine. Let me do some sound here real quick. All right. Hope y'all having a good day today. It's a good day indeed. It's a good day indeed. So, so Russia. Russia. So let me say these things about Russia and Ukraine and all that kind of stuff in the United States. Well, let me say this first, and I said this repeatedly, and I'll keep saying it. Never be eager for conflict between governments, ever, because what that means is, with the exception of this Zelensky guy, right, Biden is not about to be on the ground. McConnell's not to be on the ground. Harry, uh, what's, what's her name? the speaker. Pelosi, she ain't about to be on the ground. AOC ain't about to be on the ground. Your friend Ted Cruz, even Tom Cotton ain't about to be on the ground, right? Governments get into conflict with one another, and they send citizens to do the dirty work. It's tight, but it's right. So you should not be eager for conflict, because either you're going, or your nephew, or your niece, Some family member is going, and they're going to suffer the consequences of that. And as someone who's been in a situation like that, don't ever be eager for conflict between nations. Don't be eager, because it's everyday people, and that's what you see in Ukraine now, everyday people who are fighting. And y'all have the privilege of America, right? You have the privilege of an Atlantic Ocean and a Pacific Ocean. You have the privilege of a mm, the most advanced military on the planet. And you have the privilege of having volunteer service. There's no draft. You have the privilege that are not tanks rolling down your streets, not soldiers like pra- uh, patrolling going house to house, knocking on your doors, so on and so forth. So don't be eager for conflict between nations. Secondly, let me say this. I get the whole, I I get, I get the whole solidarity thing. I do. I really do. And like the, from the black lives matter to the last, I, you know, the, I'm vaccinated, you vaccinated, marker on your social media profiles, to now the the Ukrainian flag, like, okay, got it. Hey, let me ask you a question. You know America gets some of their oil from Russia, right? So every time you go to Kroger, Sam's, BP, come and go, right? Some of those dollars go over Ru- Russia, Russia, right? So I got you stand you- with Ukraine, but if 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 America is still gonna keep buying oil from Russia when we could just be doing our own oil, and Putin, who is still in charge, and the Russian government is gonna use that those funds. How we how we how are we, we standing with the Ukrainians if we're funding the authoritarian government that's coming over to at least create a puppet government or just con- completely consume them back into the Russian geography? Just asking. It's the same thing about the whole Middle East, right? You know, 9 11 Saudi Arabia, those guys on the plane, how much of oil we get from them? Saudi Arabia. But our boy, we could have been producing our own. So here's the thing, right? I'm leading up here. So what's happened in Russia and Ukraine did not just start last week. And it didn't just start under the Biden presidency. And it didn't just start under the Trump presidency. It kind of goes back it goes back all right needless to say one of the things i was shocked about about these sanctions is why are we doing why why are we doing business with russia why so y'all complained one side complained or made the accusation that former president donald trump colluded with russia to change the election but when they announced the sanctions last week they announced sanctions against the very government who does financial business with america so so it's okay for them to do financial business with america but then you then One party sought to impeach the president, former president. So who who is Russia? Like, can we make up our mind? Why are we like halting between two opinions, right? The second thing is this, this whole Keystone pipeline thing. So it got approved under Donald Trump, right? Went through this whole thing, finally got approved. President Biden comes in, right? He shuts it down. But then he approves Russia to have a pipeline, which now has been stopped. So how was it that, again, so we could be having our own oil, but we shut that pipeline down, but we still get oil from Russia and the Middle East. Am I I missing something here? What What am I missing? Somebody help me out. Like, I'm a simple man. I'm a simple man. So you're trying to tell me the United States had its opportunity to, like, do its move to further, what's the term they use? Energy energy independence. But we shut that down. We then gave, we supported approval for Russia to do their thing between Russia and Germany, right? And you know, you know Putin, he'd been been marking Ukraine for a minute. He didn't just come up with this idea like January when uh, Biden became president. Like, come on now. Biden ain't no dummy. You should not have been surprised at what Biden did last week. You should not have been surprised that Biden was slowly moving his forces around Ukraine. You should not have been surprised, in the least, that an authoritarian who leads a country that has its roots in communism, period. Communism, you know, communism, socialism, fascism, mixed economy, free market. That's right. Socialism, communism. That's how it rolls. Communism, socialism, fascism, mixed economy, free market. Anyways, so we 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 cut off our nose to spite our face. Is that what what, what we did as America? As America, so we still got to get oil overseas, and we're sending dollars to. This dude that we're like, he's trying to take people's lives in their country and all that kind of stuff. Putin, right? But yet at the same time, we approve him getting a pipeline between them and and Germany, and then they shut this pipeline down because of what's happening. I'm like, so here's the thing. God, please let this be over soon. Right? Are we gonna continue to do business with Russia? Are we gonna continue to have their oligarchs? do their money business in America and all that kind of good stuff? Or should we just financially cut them jokers off? I don't know. The government, at least, and see what the people do. I mean, the Russians are out there protesting. I've been to Russia. Been there. Spent the whole summer there. Interesting place. I was there the summer of the fall. All right? And all that stuff. Ninety-one. Yeah, I don't ever want America to look like that. I need you to understand that. I don't want America ever to move to that heavy of centralization. But anyway, so Ukraine and Russia. So I'm not surprised that Putin made the move that he did. I'm not at all. You shouldn't have been surprised either. I am, and I and I put this out today, and I got some flack back. If you got a comment or a question, you can hit me back, right? Got another 15 minutes. So you got an authoritarian in Putin, because that's what he is. And he's an authoritarian in the sense of, to Crimea, Crimea, Now he's making his move on Ukraine under the auspices of resurrecting the Soviet Empire. That's a crude summary, but that's how I would summarize his intentions. You have the Ukrainians who are pushing back against authoritarianism. And people are celebrating the Ukrainians. They're brave. They're amazing. Um, their president, he's like Captain Ukraine. I saw an image today of uh, Zelensky. They had him like looking like Captain America, but they just changed the color, the color of the uniform, uh, to the colors of the Ukrainian flag, and they superimposed uh, his face on top of Steve or Chris Evans or Steve Rogers' face or whatever, and. And I'm like, okay, y'all celebrating, right? So you got a you've got an authoritarian leader leading his country in Russia, seeking to impose his will, his vision of the world, right, upon another people. Then I said. why are they celebrated for pushing back against authoritarianism but to our north in canada justin trudeau prime minister was acting in an author out of an authoritarian manner as well now he wasn't moving tanks and all that kind of stuff but you had people truckers who were protesting the ongoing mandates because covid is over y'all like COVID is over. It's over. You see them talking about it? Like, come on, y'all. Like, come on. Like, come on. Come on. COVID is over. But Justin Trudeau, coming out of an authoritarian position, does these executive powers, right? You see on, I mean, social media, live streams, how people are being treated, people's trucks being seized bank accounts being closed, people who are donating to help these individuals, right? Like they're being docked, so on and so forth. So here's my question. How was it that those truckers were treated in such a disparaging manner when they were pushing against authoritarianism, but you have the Ukrainians who are pushing against authoritarianism and they are being celebrated? So is there some authoritarianism that is acceptable and there's some authoritarianism that's not acceptable? Help me. Help me. Like, help me. Again, if we're going to celebrate individuals, citizens pushing back against authoritarianism, whether it's coming from within their country or outside of their country, right, that's coming into their country, what about the individuals who was like, no, you're not going to mandate this on my child to take a procedure or to do these things. And they were called what? Domestic terrorists. All types of pejoratives. Because it this fits a particular narrative. What is that narrative? But more importantly, when is authoritarianism acceptable? Help me. Can I come to your house, knock on your door and say, "Hey, this is just what's going to be like." Can I get some homies surround your house and be like, "Yeah, I'm coming and your house is about to be part of my house." Can I go throughout the city Let's just imagine real quick. I'm mayor of Conway, right? And I got some people going around, you know, they don't like the decisions that I'm making. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do executive powers. All y'all people here that's practicing like this in Conway, I'm taking your vehicles. I'm going to First Security Bank, Bank of OZK, Bank Core South, First Community Bank, Centennial Bank, and we're shutting down all y'all accounts. That's authoritarianism. That's what that is. That should be never acceptable. Ever, 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 ever. Ever. Why do we have slavery? Because it came out of authoritarianism. Why do we have Jim Crow? It came out of authoritarianism. It it's it's the it's it's the tree that brings forth like different fruits. And it can manifest into slavery. It can manifest into segregation-type laws. It can manifest in we're mandating you to take this particular medical procedure. And if not, you'll lose your job or your income or your livelihood. Or it can manifest to a higher type of fruit where we say, you know what? We're about to do violence on you to the highest where you get things like the happened in World War II. So, Trudeau, Putin, their actions come from the same tree. They do. It's manifest different ways. But, hey, are they different events? Yes, they are. And I'm not comparing war and what's going on to what boycotts and squelching them, that's not what I'm doing. What I'm establishing is this, is that those outcomes come from the same source. And that source is authoritarianism. And authoritarianism, when it is done, is not good for anybody. And the only person, if you will, is benefited is that authoritarian. righty. So, uh, Rick says this. All right. It's a long comment, but we'll get to it. Boom. Rick says, when things are not clear, it's about the money. When you think it's about ideology, it's about the money. When it's about power. It's also about money. Look where the money is invested. Big money in the U.S. is betting on green energy, but also owns stakes in oil. They make the money on both sides. Oil prices rising, increase their oil holdings, and drive the green market to adoption where government regulation could not. China, the number one source of most components of the electricity-based energy. And I think that's the rush of the comment. All righty. So what we got going on? All right, coming to the end. So there that is. So those are my thoughts on Russia and Ukraine. I'm hopeful that this comes to an end with as least amount of bloodshed and injury as possible. Pray for these leaders that they find a Resolution to this situation, but we also have to pay attention that authoritarianism is not unique to a particular person or ethnicity or country. It's a threat that runs through every man and woman. It's the downside of being a human being. You have a view of the world. And if you had the influence and the power, how would you make the world? But in making the world, you do understand it comes at a cost. And that cost is born on the lives and the backs of people. It just is. So the more centralization we have, the more authoritarianism we have. But the more decentralization that we have, the greater freedom that we have. Freedom to walk, freedom to shop, and freedom to even buy a drink and sit with our friends and say, hey, did you check out that game? How's your family? Want to celebrate and eat? Let's do that. Because how this went... To the store on a Sunday, and I bought some Mike's hard lemonade. So, hey y'all, I appreciate y'all and and connecting with me today. As always, connect with me on social media, whether it's on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or the World Wide Web. Sign up for the newsletter at the World Wide Web, Philip I promise I will not spam you. You will get an email from ArrowMakerar at gmail.com once a week. Right? And it's a letter of encouragement. A couple of questions to get you going for the week. All right? If you'd like to support me on Patreon, please jump over to patreon.com for as little as five bucks. Got some great interviews coming up. I'm working on Dr. Jordan Peterson. Like, I'm working on Dr. Jordan Peterson. So, going through some back and forth. So, we'll see. Um, And then, Humanity Matters Podcast. All right? Check that out. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast content. All right, leave a review for me. I would greatly appreciate it. All right, so wherever you get your podcast? just look up Humanity Matters. You'll see my beautiful, handsome, smiling face. That's beautiful, too, because we're beautiful inside and out. But finally, remember to be loved, to be kind, and to be generous, and to be courageous. And if we remember to live in hope, we can do the impossible. If you live in Conway, March is coming and we're about to make the unseen visible as we raise awareness about homelessness. So be looking for that. Visit our website, coho58.org. All right. So that'll be coming in March. Thank you. Thank coffee for sponsoring and others. All right. Y'all take care. God bless. Hey, if you found something of value, subscribe to the YouTube channel, find us on Facebook at Dr. Philip Fletcher, find us on Twitter at Phil Fletcher, And as always, visit us on the website, philipfletcher.org.